All right, welcome in, everyone. Just another sports podcast. We are off and rolling on another week here. Greg Swatek, Josh Smith, yep. Colin McGuire here with you, as always. And believe it or not, the start of baseball season is, uh, is uh, two days away. Uh, I'm excited. As, as of this recording, you wouldn't know it by looking outside with, with the rain and the, and the snow on the ground. Uh, but, but we'll talk about the upcoming baseball season, get some, get some thoughts from the guys here on what they think might happen, especially on the local teams, the Orioles and the Nats. Are the Washington Wizards, can you still call them a better team without John Wall? We will, uh, we will visit that topic as well. And uh, get into some NFL news and notes, too, as the draft gets a little closer. We are now mo- less than a month away from the NFL draft. But we'll, we'll start with March Madness in the NCAA tournament. And uh, here we have uh, another Cinderella in the Final Four, guys. Uh, Loyola Chicago, the, the, the Ramblers. Sister Jean. Uh, uh, Sister Jean's team. Uh, she did not predict them to go this far. <laughs> and although Colin McGuire had them in the Sweet 16, he had them uh, uh, losing there uh, uh, as well. So, I think everybody thought that they would win a game or two. I don't think anybody thought they'd do this. But I said this in a text to you guys over the weekend, and I'm going to now make it public. <laughs> um, why not this year? If, if something – if, if a, a seed that high was ever going to get to the final game and possibly even win the entire tournament, why not this year? Why why yeah. not? Greg's not a believer, though. Oh, really? Well, I, I mean, the, the, these stories, we've seen them before. I mean, we've seen the George Masons. We've seen the VCUs. Yeah. We've seen the Butlers. We've seen these double-digit seeds get to the final four before. And with the exception of Butler, we've seen Marquette with, with Dwayne Wade. And with, yeah. uh, with the exception of Butler, uh, for a couple of years in a row, they largely <laughs> peter out uh, in, in the Final Four. I mean, they're, well, they they're, don't get this far. Usually. I mean, George Mason got this far, and, and they lost co- by double digits. Yeah. Marquette got this far, and they lost by double digits. But okay, I, if I remember correctly, didn't George Mason lose to North Carolina? Was that is that who they lost to? Did you guys I remember? I wanted to say it was UConn. Uh, yeah, UConn? UConn. It might have been they, UConn. They, they beat UConn in the Elite Eight. They, they could have lost. It. it was either Kansas or, or Carolina that okay. beat them. Yeah. So they're, they're, right now they're going up against Michigan, a team that should have lost twice already because uh, they – well, at least once they for sure. They should have lost to Houston, yeah. Yeah, but, and there was another game uh, that was really close. that had a couple calls go their way. Michigan was on a roll coming in off the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I know a lot of people picked them anyway because of that. But they look shaky – Loyola has all the momentum in the world. They're not on the side of the bracket where they have to play Villanova or Kansas. And so one of those two teams are going to be gone if they of, – of the four teams left or the three teams that they could potentially face, the best team they could face is Michigan, and that's who they drew going into the Final Four now. I think it's it's kind of lining up. Are you saying win it all or are you saying win a game or win, win, win this get game? Get into the championship game. Okay. That's what I – and I mean – also, I mean, to win it all, if, it, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen out a year when a 16 seed beats a one. Do they have a transcendent sort of player, though? I don't think so. Not really. No. Yeah, because I mean, Butler had um, – why am I drawing a blank? Uh, uh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they had him. They uh, made it to the final. He plays. damn near won the game on what would have been the greatest shot ever in world history. That would have been better than Christian Leitner's shot. Oh, hands yeah. down, yeah. Um, but I don't know that – I haven't watched enough Loyola Chicago games yeah. to know who they have. That's um, that's their guy. That's I don't know that they have a guy that could carry them mm-hmm. to the championship. I certainly think the way they're playing, the way they're shooting, um, and the potential matchup here with Michigan, who I'm not blown away by. I haven't yeah. been blown away by all year. But Maryland almost beat them that's true. in Michigan, Yes, I think. I, I and it was like game. some fluky, crazy length of court passed yeah. to a kid who took the ball and got fouled and then mm-hmm. – they sh- Maryland should have defeated them. So, I, I mean, I really agree with you, Colin. I, I can I can really see this team continuing to ride the momentum. They have uh, they have some talented, you know, older players. They have some really good shooters, which I think is a, is a huge. And they play they play great key. defense too, and they yeah. play great defense. Well, right. I think they play good defense. I don't know yeah. if they're a great defensive team, from what I've seen or read. I've so I'm on board with you. I, I've read this kind of maybe this could expand into a, a Medusa's box segment, but are we opening I, it already? No, well we don't have to. It's just I think that's something to talk about with this because I've read both sides of it. People are writing both sides of this. Was this year's tournament good or bad for the sport of college basketball? With with the top teams losing, um, the parity, all of that sort of stuff. Is it is it a good thing? Because I'm under the impression now 
with this Final Four especially, I think it's almost the perfect Final Four. Uh, now, all of the scandal-laden teams are gone, so th- that would obviously make it more interesting and more... Kind by, of, by, by scandal-laden, you mean... You know, Arizona. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on everybody else. Um, who else? Who well, else? I mean, North Carolina's had some issues. North Carolina's had issues, but, um, you know, all like... Uh, I'm not, uh, Michigan State, that's what I was thinking of, Michigan State. Louisville wasn't uh, even. Yeah, Louisville wasn't even in. But, uh, so, so you have now, you have two great teams, well, two number one seeds, Kansas and Villanova, which are, you have a hot team in Michigan right in the center of the country, Midwest. Michigan's one of, you know, the most popular universities in this country. It's always been sort of athletically where people always go. And then you have a true Cinderella story in Loyola. So I think this has worked out great. Do you think the amount of parity uh, for this tournament has helped or hurt? people watching the game well I, I think it was predictable just because there wasn't a great team uh, throughout the course of the season so I, I think people were saying it's going to be a bonkers tournament going into it and that, that, that's sort of what it's been well uh, uh, with, with these upsets so I'm not sure the parody's good though for college basketball I think people like to see the tradition they, they tune in for, to watch the Who traditional does? powers I don't think no. that I don't think that's I think true gen- I think I, a general I audience I think well hardcore college basketball fans want to see what do they want to see do they want to see some of these mid-majors Come up, rise up, make a run, or do they want to see the blue bloods in there every year? And I think the the, the problem is, do people care once once these uh, Cinderellas really get far in the tournament? Because they're they're generally small schools, so they don't have huge alumni across the country. They don't they don't have huge fan bases uh, to, to draw on. Yeah, where, but you have when you get a story like Sister Jean. I mean, Sister Jean's now in pop culture. That that brings what, more. It brings yeah. more of an audience to the to the um okay. to the event. I think I, I really well, do well, think. I'll be interested to see what the ratings um, say about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, Villanova and Kansas aren't the sexiest number one seeds to be there. You know, I, I know a lot yeah, of people. There's, there's, not, there's not a, na- a lot of name value yeah. either of those teams. If you had a Duke, you know, I know they were a two seed, but Duke is obviously always a great name to have there. This year, Arizona would have been an interesting name to have there. Xavier, on some level, would have been the most underrated number one seed ever if they would have Where's made it this Where's the star far. power? I know. I, I don't it's know. Sister like, Jean. She's sitting, Sister in, Jean. She's, she's, right. she's sitting in a Think wheelchair or a court side. She is literally the breakout star of the NCAA tournament so far after UMBC fell off. Um, yeah. It's just it's crazy how any I think even well Villanova has good really good players they do. but I think they're yeah. like almost like an efficient machine like they're yeah. more more of a a team than they are of you know a a, a, um, a team that gets carried by a one star player yeah. they're a very functional now, but, unit but we're all hardcore fans is, is what I'm saying and like say you were just a casual college basketball nah, fan I'm a, ca- I'm a casual college basketball uh, fan. all right and you and you tune in every once in a while would would the and you hear about this Loyola Chicago story you don't know a lot about them would that cause you to would that cause you to tune in? Well, you have somebody have a cute, sitting here. You can yeah. ask Josh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean well, okay. So say you're not working this weekend. Are you? Are, are you? Yes. T- are you tuning in to watch Loyola I, Chicago? Yes. And, and yeah. if it was, if, if it was two blue bloods against two blue buds, and and both both matchups in the final four were were set up with teams that are perennially perennially in the top twenty five or whatever, I probably wouldn't watch. Um, as much as you know, I would like to watch this team play. Okay, we yeah. should we should have a bold prediction segment on this every week because I'm going to make another like I did with the Celtics. I'm going on another bold prediction, and I'm willing to bet something on this. If Loyola wins on Saturday and they're in the championship game on Monday, that championship game will be the highest rated championship game in ten years. Okay, in the I don't last think that ten will years, happen. I I. Well, well, that's my well, bold prediction. Well, I mean, when Butler made it, what were, what were the ratings when when, when Butler made it? I don't, did, but did, I don't. Did Butler, through- Butler didn't have. I'm telling you, the Loyola thing right now has crept its way into pop culture. Butler never did that. They were Plus just Chicago is like a, a big, yeah. big city. Yeah, Butler was just. I, I, you know, I, that's a good point. They I were part of that. Butler was an you know an underdog in the college basketball world. You had to know something about college basketball to know that they were an underdog. So it didn't necessarily transcend into pop culture with the sister Jean thing right now it has transcended and gone just a tiny bit into pop culture and if they end up making the final you're going to have all day sunday you're going to have almost all day monday in the build-up where anything anybody's going to talk about it's going to be on your nightly news it's going to be on your espn it's going to be on all the radio it's going to be all over the internet sister jean this tiny little school from yeah. chicago i'm telling you it will be the highest so, rated, highest rated game. 10 years ten, in the last 10 okay. years i, I disagree That's... with that i mean i totally understand what you're saying and i think it's going to draw well i think it's going to mm-hmm. do big ratings but again i just keep going back to there is no of these final four teams and i gotta think villanova is going to be 
It's Villanova's probably the favorite. Right. Kansas is number two. Right. I mean, I don't know. It, I just, it, it, it'll be the first game. I mean, it'll clearly be the first game. It'll be like the evening, the six o'clock yeah. uh, game. So I just think the be. lack of bat, like basketball star power, will prevent it from uh, being that, that, that's the hurt, ratings. Being that, that, that's, that's hurt college basketball. College basketball ratings, I think, are largely down uh, yeah. uh, over the last five years, largely because you have all this. A lot of the star players are, are going uh, straight to the it's NBA. They don't have they don't have star players anymore. They don't have time to develop star players. Well, for one for one year. For, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. Mar- Marvin Bagley, I guess, would have been a star player. The the kid from Arizona was a star player. Trey Young was supposed to be a star player, but he turned out to be a mess after the beginning of the year. He wasn't any good, which I guess makes me have to ask this question: If Oklahoma was in the final game. Do you think because Trey Young was pro- arguably the most popular star in college basketball? Is this that season. why they got in the tournament? People well, it argue, is, yeah. yeah. But but arguably, if Oklahoma was playing this weekend, would that have moved the needle? Would America really know who Trey Young was? And I don't think so. No, I don't I think do. you do. Yeah, I, th- I just think I I think that's an invaluable part of that sport at, for whatever reason because there are so few guys that well, play on if, the court. If there wasn't Sister Jean, if there wasn't Sister Jean, would you say the same thing about the ratings? If you took her out of the equation, they didn't no, have a 98-year-old nun. I wouldn't Everything's exactly the same. Everything Everything's exactly the same except for Sister Jean. It's the same underdog story. It's the same underdog team. Then but, I but, don't, but, yeah. Are you doing lots of reading about her or something? Like, I don't, like, it's cute. It's nice. I like it. <laughs> it's, I don't care seeing, about reading. Uh, I'm not going to read lots of stories about Sister Jean. 12 minutes. 12 Twelve minutes. minutes. I don't care. I, I, mean, I don't like, care. No, I'm saying like I'm and, not going to read about her. But, like, uh, but, but are you going to are you tuning in to watch this? Not Jean because of her in, in her little wheel, wheelchair. Well, no, uh, not the, because the of her. Like that's a cute storyline. Yes, I'm more or less interested in the fact that they are a Cinderella, and I'm interested in seeing whether or not they can pull it off. Not because I think she's. But like you're also a sports fan. Power. You're, there, there are so many people who are probably not sports fans. Who are, let's say they're very religious. I don't know. And are people and, out there like that? No, <laughs> and and then they see that this is happening, and maybe they'll want to oh, tune I, in because of yes, that. I, you're saying this because you're coming at it from a sports fan. You know yeah, something I, about sports. I, yeah, I mean, I just are there people? Are there lots of stories being written about her? Yeah, uh-huh. really. There's, there's, there's like memes. There's yeah. Okay, I'm glad I don't. Pay and if you to that did stuff. you did you watch the the Elite Eight Loyola game? I, I did not. I so was, I was busy having a life. And maybe day. this was okay. See now, right? Well, that's, that's why I'm going back to that's why I'm going back to the Final Four. Like, are, are, you're not and you're not a big college basketball fan. So again, uh, if you had if you weren't working, if you didn't, if it wasn't your job, and if you weren't yeah. a sports fan, are you just are you would you tune into that game just to yes. get a taste of the loyal? I'm telling you, story? I would. Okay. Yes. Okay. For the last five minutes of that broadcast, and I will all... be off Monday. Uh, or no, I will be off. So if championship Monday night for sure, I will be. Okay. All they wanted to talk about was Sister Jean in that broadcast. That's it. That's all they talked about. And they kept. They had a camera. They had three cameras trained on her at all times. At what point does it become overkill, though? I mean, it's yeah. already become overkill. Right, I, yeah. I mean, not to you, not to get on, you know, Josh's toes, but I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't. I have no interest in that in that story whatsoever. I just think that that kind of helps it move it to a place where, say, a Butler couldn't get because Butler. There was no sort of little. Uh, little cute thing storyline yeah umbc could have got there because they was they were the first 16 even people who didn't understand or didn't care about sports beforehand when they were when it was explained to them hey a 16th seed beating a number one seed is a pretty big deal right then they you know they understood but i don't know are, are we going to see more of this i mean we've seen a lot of these mid-major teams get into the final four uh, we, we, we we named a lot of them already i mean is this going to be the new norm or are these just going to be sporadic uh, uh, events um i think it's i think it's going to be the new norm and i think it's going to be the new norm because the thing about these teams these smaller teams is they are teams they are units they have players who've Sen- been there for they have seniors. three or four years and everybody always talks about how important experience is in these situations Every high-profile basketball program right now, they're just loaded with one-and-done players. And those players are becoming less and less engaged in the college game each year. They don't care if they win a title. Like, they think, don't care. They don't. Like, yeah, the Arizona kid uh, uh, com- committed. Um, he basically announced yeah. in, in the locker room yeah. less than 10 minutes after they lost in the first round of Buffalo that uh, Aiden, uh, that he was uh, – 
he was going to the NBA. The last one to do it, and I think it's going to – I mean, I don't – and I did read something about this recently too. Carmelo Anthony was a one-and-done player at Syracuse. He came. It felt like he wanted it. It felt like they were – you know, that whole team rallied around because he knew he was going to go. They won a title. He went to the NBA, and it mattered. I can't imagine – a high school senior or a college freshman at this point ever having that same mindset. I just can't. So I do think that opens the door for more parity like this. You see more experienced teams who just aren't scared. You know, you're two or three years older. You see some hot shot 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid come in who tore it up on the AAU scene, so you resent him even more, and they're more inspired to it's, get the job your, done. It's your one shot. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's – and we see it all the time across sports too. When one team gets hot at the per, at the, at the perfect time, and, and, and they could beat anyone, mm-hmm. and, and, and and they make a run. So so timing is everything too. When when, when you're playing your best basketball, well, they're and, also, and momentum and all that stuff. Those those smaller program schools too are producing people who are having careers in the NBA. I think Fred Van Fleet from Wichita State is playing very well for the Raptors now. Right. So so this is I, like I think the whole sort of landscape in college basketball is changing. Or most guys go overseas too to play professionally yeah. too. I mean, if you're playing at high level division 1 basketball, you're going to get a chance to, at least a good look to play professionally somewhere. Yeah. Might not be in the NBA, but but I mean, but international basketball has become such a big deal and look how international basketball has closed the gap on the United States in the Olympics and the in the World Championships. So yeah, um, college basketball the way we knew it 20 years ago, it's gone. It's gone forever. Right. Now, do, do you like this tournament? I mean, has this been a good, good, I, good, I good tournament? Yeah. I, I like it. I, I like it. I'm all, I'm kind of mixed, but I, I tend to lean toward liking it. Do you okay. like it, Josh? Yeah, UMBC winning made it all, yeah. uh, you know, the whole sort, the whole tournament from the very get-go was was uh, enthralling because of that. And then you have Loyola Chicago, which, you know, I think is a, is a – it's just it's nice when you see that underdog make it make the run uh I'm get, i get tired of seeing you know john calipari's teams in there and um you know uh roy williams i just yeah. you know I'm, i i like when it gets shaken up when uh when you have the interloper yeah kansas always to me is a non-starter yeah bill self and i've never really cared North Carolina, Roy Williams, non-starter for me. Like, I just don't care about those teams. There's a little bit – there's a piece of me that likes Villanova because uh, they're the consummate. They get there and never win, even though they won two years ago. If they win two out of three, if they win this year, then I think that will be a big deal. I also like Jay Wright a lot. I think he's the best-dressed man in college basketball. Yeah, he wears those uh, pinstripe yeah. suits. So, so. – um, it's it's been it's fun. at the same time you had the I mean when you had the battle of heavyweights Duke and Kansas I mean I don't know if you guys watched yeah. that game or not but that that was a fantastic game I, yeah, I, 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 the I, I think uh, I mean you had the shot at the end that touched every part of the rim for Grayson Allen and, and did not fall that um, kid yeah, yeah. I mean, he needs he's hit in the face, huh? Well, I mean, some I, I saw some people say that's that's karma coming back around when when when, when that shot didn't fall at the end of the game. Um, uh, but but I mean, that game was played within probably five points the entire way. You had you had I mean, maybe not name recognition, name value, but you had star players. I mean, yeah. I mean, with with, with Bagley and, and a lot of Kansas's players, um, uh, Graham and Newman. I mean, those those are. Uh, uh, Azabuti, uh, the center, uh, the 280-pound center, who's athletic as anything. Um, so, um, so yeah, so yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a great heavyweight boxing match uh, uh, for those that watched it. I so. wonder if it'll be the same way with Kansas and Villanova then on Saturday. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it should, it should be. I mean, Villanova's got big guys that can shoot. Yeah. Uh, again, not uh, just a lot of great players. Not not a lot of name value, but um, I'd like but, to extend an open invitation for Grayson Allen to come on this podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Why, why, why do you want to talk to him? Uh, just to ask him why he trips people and what it was like to miss the winning shot. Yeah. What's uh-huh. next for him? Uh, he'll he'll go to the NBA. You, oh, you think? He'll, uh, he'll, I, get, he'll get a, he'll get a look. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. see that. Anything. I don't see it either. I'm I'm not talking NBA major contributor. I'm saying he will get a look. He, you think he's going to get drafted? He's not going to be somebody who wants to be in the G League. He's not going to get drafted. He, you don't think so? I don't think he's going to get drafted. There's only two rounds. Yeah, yeah I know. But, he, he, I mean, he's a – I think he I think he would much more li- like to sit on the bench next to Coach K in five years and maybe become an assistant coach eventually. And teach kids and, how to uh, trip, trip, trip <laughs> and well, shove and the, stuff like that. Remember when uh, Woj, Wojciechowski. It's, it's a very subtle – you know, skill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, Quinn, he Quinn, Quinn Snyder, uh, coached at Missouri. Uh, Jeff Capel. He, he might, yeah, North I mean, Carolina. No, was he Duke? Was he a Duke? Jeff yes. Capel? Yeah. I mean, Coach K has quite the, the tree of, of, yeah. of assistants that have gone on to other programs. Yeah. So. 
Maybe he does that. I don't know. He's a punk kid, and I want to hit him. That's why the invitation. I'm just mad that um, I DVR'd 60 minutes because we were going to be out, and the, <laughs> the overtime game, the damn Duke overtime game. Oh, it got in the way of Stormy, Stormy Daniels recording, and I did not get to see the end of it. So I'm not happy about that. Mm-hmm. I am happy that Duke lost, but I'm not happy that I didn't right. get to see the end of it. 60 minutes crushed in ratings. It yes. was like their best ratings in a million years. What, they had, they had a porn star on, on 60 minutes and it crushed in, in, in the ratings? What, 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 a, what, 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 what a surprise that is. So You have a one-track mind, Greg. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> sports. Just sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good good <laughs> save, Josh. Yeah, good save. Exactly. All right, uh, let's let's move on to the NBA, and then the Wizards are sort of limping. No, I would to- prefer to talk about Stormy Daniels some more. But that's okay. <laughs> well, let's not get fired. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, let's not. Um, the the Wizards are sort of limping towards the finish here. I mean, they they, they they're they're hanging on to the sixth seed uh, in, in in the Eastern Conference uh, uh, right now, and I think the record without John Wall has fallen to seventeen and fourteen. I, I thought I, he'd be I, back uh, by now. Uh, so, 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 so they're fading. So, they so Colin made a bold prediction, and uh, I was right several weeks ago that they were better without John Wall. I was right, right for, right for at least while. six weeks you're, you're, or so. For, for six weeks, or like a really hot week. I mean, that, that that's seventeen. No, that, that, it was longer than that hot week. They they ended up going. Remember, it was like ten and three or something. Right, and and, and now they've lost like a, b- a bunch of. Ga- I mean, and now their record's barely above five hundred without them. Well, ten so. and three, by my calculation, is more than a week. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. That's, two, two two weeks. I, I think it was about a very month. Good. Reporters are not very yeah. good at math, but that is more than a week. Yeah, they're fading. I I thought John Wall would be back by now. Do we have any any idea when he's going to be back? Uh, yeah, I read something uh, yesterday that uh, he's been he's had two full contact practices and he feel quote unquote is feeling great um so we'll see what that means i they i think they have a gauntlet here to finish the season oh really yeah their schedule is like is is incredibly difficult and then you're gonna throw him into the mix having not played and he's also uh, he's lost 10 to 15 pounds in his re during his rehab i didn't know that so i what is he gonna be i mean he's apparently he's doing everything i guess um yeah, uh, he's he's even dunking in practice, so he's doing he's he's doing everything that he 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 used to do. But you know, he's not going to be en- enmeshed this, the same way as he if he had been playing the entire season. So they're going to stumble. I think. I think they're going to drop down these. I, I these don't know seasons. if they, I don't know if they could fall all the way to the eighth, but they they could very well be the seventh and play like uh, yeah. I don't a, know what the a records Cleveland, are. Cleveland, uh, or a Toronto in, 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 yeah. in the first round. So Yeah, I think for a while there they had Cleveland in the first round, and that's that's quick out for, for Washington. Right. I can't – they have the Spurs next. The Spurs Tonight. are kind of flound, right. floundering, but – I mean, what are, uh, my, my question for Colin is: If if the, what are the Wizards going to be with, with John go. Wall back in the lineup? So, all right, actually, uh, you're going to read their schedule. Yeah, yeah here we go. Schedule. So we we've got the Spurs. We got the Spurs tonight, um, and then on Thursday they go to Detroit. Okay. Um, and then they've got Charlotte, Chicago, Charlotte and Chicago, probably winnable games. Um, Maybe it's not as tough as I thought. Uh, and then, but Houston and the Cavs. Okay. <laughs> Um, Houston and Cleveland, and then Atlanta, and then Boston and Orlando. So that's a pretty tough schedule yeah, for a yeah. team that's not playing great right now. So yeah, but right now the Wizards are forty and thirty-three, the Cavs are forty-four and twenty-nine. So that could be a four-five. That could be. I mean, if the Wizards keep losing and the Cavs keep winning, that could be a six-three. I can see them going maybe five hundred or close to five hundred there through that stretch. Now, now, season. now, what if John Wall comes back and the Wizards go on a, tear, a two week tear? I mean, are, are we still saying they're they're better uh, without John Wall? No, we won't. We won't say that. But uh, so, just real quickly in the East, too, Washington is uh, one of three teams to not clinch a playoff berth yet. Right now, they're number six. The number three seed is Cleveland. So if they started today, they would. Play. How far are they? Uh, how far are they ahead of the seven seed? Uh, one game. That's but, it, and it's Milwaukee, right? And who, who they struggle who with? They can't beat, yeah. Right, and, and but the eighth seed is pretty. They're not going to fall. I mean, they, I think the eighth seed is um, no. I six, think six or seven games back, right? Yes, yes. I, well, no. The the eighth seed. There's only one and a half games separating six through eight. Oh, really? Is, yeah. is it that close? I, I, I thought there was more separation between seven and eight. But then when you get to nine, and when it comes to missing the playoffs, that's okay. seven and a half All games. Right. There's, just, right. there's nothing about this team, even if John Wall comes back, 
that strikes me as a team that's going to win a playoff series. Well, right. yeah, I just especially with the situation with Wall. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. So, so yeah. that's kind of, and if it does, I I, I don't know. It, with what's transpired with this team with his injury, if they win a playoff series, it's a success. Yeah. Well, right when now, you, and you wouldn't have said that at the start of the season because what was expected of them. Exactly. What what it looks like is they're either going to have Cleveland or Philadelphia, and Philadelphia really looks great right now. Yeah. But. When it comes to well, we just got their number one draft pick back. Uh, which, yeah, yeah, and he looked really good yeah. too. So I, I just, you're exactly right, Josh. Like the, if they win a, a playoff series, everybody will be surprised, and that's not what the expectation was for this team. And I don't know if you get to the offseason if you blow it up. To go back to the question though of John Wall being or the team being better with or without John Wall, I remember saying on this very podcast that they needed to shake things up because it seemed to be getting out of control. It was shaken up, and I think that was why they ended up playing better for a short period of time. It was never going to be sustainable. They just needed to get a kick in the in the pants, a punch in the face to wake them up. They got it. Now they've, you know, they've utilized that. They have no more tricks left in the bag. Now John Wall's going to come back. They'll probably be better, um, but the, what's the opposite of that? Like if if they if they don't get better, then if they get discernibly worse, you really have to take a look and say what is the effect that John Wall has on this team? Maybe not necessarily on the court, but off the court, and what should they do about it? You know, he's a great player, but if he's really causing trouble, and if they don't get along, which it, it still doesn't seem like they do. Remember, they yeah. had a team meeting this year, and they came out worse than, yeah. <laughs> right. than going in. They're, they I mean, wanted to punch each other after yeah. the team meeting. But yeah. lots of dominoes need to fall before you blow up the Wizards. Like, LeBron could leave the East. Yeah. You know, so if he's gone, and you still have that same core in Washington, and you maybe add another piece, and Cleveland is a, is a you know, a, a non-factor all of a sudden, then you have to deal with Boston and Toronto. Yeah. And, and obviously Philadelphia is up and coming. Yeah. So, I mean, they still would be in the mix and could potentially take another step. I, I, don't, see the Wizards, I don't see the Wizards blowing things up if, no, if, I don't if this season end, doesn't end well. So. But, uh, but this you, would you mean be like the, you think they would get rid of John Wall? No, I'm not saying that, that they would do that. But And I don't really know what it means to blow it up in this instance. But I do know that for the last at least two or three seasons, they've had the expectation of going deep into the – Eastern Conference playoffs, and even at some points in preseason, their their talk of maybe even upsetting Cleveland or they, they, winning they, the they East. were a game seven away from making yeah. the conference. Yeah, they were talking too year, much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I I just you know they're actually really failing. Like they're they really really are. They they've been a disappointment the last few years. They've been just as much a disappointment as the Washington Nationals have been, just as much a disappointment as the Washington Capitals have been because they've been the best team in the regular season God knows how many times and they go out. I, Washington right now seems to be a Red curse. Skins. I'm making the bold prediction right here, and I said it, I've said it I think a couple of weeks ago, and I said it last night in the office. The Nationals are going to win the World Series this you year. You think so? I do. I really do. Why? And it's largely based on what you see on paper. And it's largely based on the feeling that Sports they've been that, right? screwed by injuries. It happens yeah, repeatedly a, a, with them. Adam Eaton's back. He's so, back. Yeah. Last year they were dealing with some guys that were not 100% once they got to the playoffs. And, look, I know I know every team deals with that sort of thing. But they've just been bitten by the injury bug every year. Every year they have these high expectations. And they can just never stay together and make it happen. On paper, and then if you look at their minor league system with some of the guys that they can bring up, like I really have a hard time believing that they they can't get it done this year. I really think this is the year they do it, and I, and, and I think it's because Harper the, he, the contract year the contract year, man. You cannot forget that he wants to be paid forty million dollars a year, and if they crap over, out over ten years, <laughs> if they crap out and he has another substandard year and he has injury problems that knock him out of the lineup. And the Yankees they're will not, find him. They're, well, no, he's, he's still going to make his money, let's right, be yeah. honest. And he's probably still going to go to New York. Right. But I think that's really what he wants is, is the, he'll, he'll the biggest payday He wants ever. to go play center field right. in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Right, yeah. And he doesn't even play center field for the Nationals. So, and, and, you know, the, the, the starting rotation, Scherzer, Strasburg, Gonzalez – I mean, Scherzer and Strasburg, those two right there, it's just like that. those two guys are killers. They still need a bullpen. They, they need a reliable bullpen. I, I, they, really do, they really do have a good bullpen. Oh, it didn't appear that way They have three guys that could be closers. Well, that, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, you don't, If you have three closers, do you have one closer? I mean, they have guys that can get the job done. I but, think but, you're but, overvaluing that yeah. position. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. I I don't know. I guess that's a good segue into baseball, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what do you guys enjoy about opening day? I mean, opening day is uh, to up, me, it's, upon us here. It's always uh, signified spring. 
and it's not going to this year because look at the weather around us. It's so supposed it, to rain. It's supposed to be warm on Thursday, but but rain. So. I, don't I, went even to, care. I went to opening day. Well, you were going to say I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care about the snow. I don't care about the rain. Stop saying my line. Just just don't be cold. Don't yeah. be thirty degrees. Yeah, opening you know? days can be can be really miserable. Yeah. Otherwise, I went to the I went to the Orioles opening day two years ago, and it was miserable. There were rain delays. We ended up leaving before the game ended because we'd been there all day. <laughs> And it was yeah, just like, I'm those, sorry, we got to get three o'clock starts, and then and then it rains, and yeah. then they they push they, they, they build in a cushion for, uh, in case there are delays, um, and and if it doesn't work out, it's miserable for I, for the fans like you experience. I remember Cleveland or Detroit. There was a lot. There was so much snow on the ground. Maybe five or ten years ago. Yeah. I don't, that yeah. was uh, I. This is uh, a sport that I will always take a back seat to when it comes to you guys. So I have a couple questions. You yeah, guys, go ahead. Uh, do what do you guys see as sort of any sort of surprises that could creep up this year? Who do you think is going to be a team that nobody is paying attention to that will come out swinging hard? I heard on the radio the other day, and it, it, it's a decent point. Uh, the Phillies um, uh, oh. could, could could be a factor in the in the National League East again. I mean, they signed uh, Carlos Santana. From, Weren't they horrible uh, last from, year? They've been, they've been bad, but they've sort of been been building slowly to this, rebuilding uh, uh, to this point. They they signed Jake Arrieta uh, to be one yeah. of their pitchers. Nats lost out on Jake Arrieta, mm, right? Uh, some of the, some of their prospects are, are coming of age now and are ready to really contribute on the on the big league level. So so one team I heard to watch out for, uh, uh, and based on what they've done, is is, is the Phillies in, in in the National League East. It's not that even great. I mean, the Marlins are are, are totally rebuilding uh the mets are good because of their pitching staff but 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 how good can can their lineup uh complement uh, the pitching staff um and uh and yeah i mean and can, can, can they make a move in that division so josh a surprise team yeah i don't i don't know that i see somebody coming out of nowhere this year how about the o's hon no i mean i just you know i've said my piece on them what if they i over- like the move that they made to pick up another starter but i it's yeah, just with Alex Cobb, right? If they make it to 500, you know, I'll be, I don't know if I'll be surprised, but it'll be a surprise. I think, I think Sports Illustrated had the Orioles at 70 wins. So, yeah. Well, uh, here, here, I think they'll get more than 70, but here's the, here's the question with the Orioles. When do you decide to go for it? Like when, uh, and uh, when do you decide that, Hey, we, we have to, we have to punt and, and when's and the trade then, deadline? Uh, yeah. July, and, right. End of July. Right. Yeah. I Machado mean, Machado's getting traded. I mean, how many how many wins do they have to have to, to convince themselves that they're still in it at, at the end of that's July? The big, that's the big yeah. problem. The big right. problem is that if they're even a, within sniffing distance of a wild card, Duquette, who is in his last year, and Buck Showalter, who is in his last year contractually, gonna are go going to want to go for it. Right. And the Angeloses would be fools if they did not just pull the plug and say, sorry, yeah, we could maybe sneak in as a wild card, but let's get something for Manny. Like, that's a big deal. They got to get something for him. They got to get prospects. They have to get a load of prospects for him. And I, I, I have a hard time seeing them make the, make the moves just because of what I said. Duquette is he's like he did last year. Like, they were sort of hanging around, and they made a couple of moves. They got Beckham, which was a, which was a nice pickup. But – Man, if they do that again, I'm going to have a hard time as a fan um, supporting that. And do you like to move the Machado to shortstop and back him to third? Oh, I'm extremely yeah. excited. Like for half a season, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching him, <laughs> watching him play shortstop, <laughs> and watching him play shortstop um, and pair up with Scope at second base. It's going to be it's going to be a dynamite, you know, middle infield. It's going to be a lot of fun. Those two seeing those two play closer together and and play, um, you know, to go back to the way they played when they were in the minors with the keys. You know, they won a championship with the Keys playing shortstop and second base. right, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun, but I don't think it's I don't think it's lasting past the trade deadline. Uh, I mean, do you hold out hope that, I mean, all, the Orioles, if you look at them, they're not that – I mean, as long as they get decent pitching, I mean, they're going to hit. I mean, I, they're, 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 there's nothing yeah. wrong with their lineup. Do I you, agree. Do you hold out hope that, that maybe maybe things will come together for them? And, I, I and, and do. They, they could make the playoffs. I mean, any fan wants to see the, their team win. So I'm, pull, I'm pulling for them hard, but – I, I, I have zero belief that Kevin Gosman is anything but a sub, subpar major league pitcher. Right. I, ha, I know nothing about this guy Cobb other than the fact that he had Tommy John surgery a couple of years ago. He's, he's, and he's like Andrew Cashman. He's a serviceable pitcher. Exactly. I think, yeah. I'm not, I just am not blown away by anybody that they have on that staff. 
aside from Bundy, who I think has, if he can stay healthy, has the, has incredible upside. Like he could really turn into an ace. And I like, I like when I watch him, I, I like what I see in terms of the way he keeps the ball down and the way he commands his pitches and stuff. He's really learned how to pitch, but I, I mean, I don't know enough about some of these other guys, and I, I have very little faith in uh, in Gosman and whoever the other – who is the other starter? I mean, it's uh, – it's uh, Bundy, Chris, Gosman. Chris Tillman, who won one, Tillman. won one game last year. I, I don't yeah. – his, his, his first – after coming back from injury, he won his first start, did not win again. Uh, I have more faith year. in Chris Tillman having a bounce-back year than I have faith in Kevin Gosman actually putting together a, a, a good season. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, I just – it's just – there's too much there. Um that's uh, that's lackluster, and not only that, you have to factor in the, they don't have Britain, and that that bullpen's going to get taxed, and they're just not as good without Britain. So, man, it's just really hard for me to see them pulling it off. Who, who's your baseball team, Colin? I don't really have one. I um, did you grow up a Pirates fan or, no, uh, or a Phillies fan or Pirates? Uh, yeah. I, I anything Pittsburgh, get out of my face. That's a, speaking of that though. Uh, that's why I brought up Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel's going to coach Pitt, Pitt now. Okay. Um, oh, but, I did not hear that. Uh, no, his brother Jason Capel played at St. John's Prospect Hall, which oh, really? is now St. John's Catholic Prep. Ah. No, I, I don't really have one. I'm by default. I, I kind of find myself. I won't even really go one way or over the other when it comes to the O's and Nats. I've been to a lot of O's games since moving to Maryland, so I tend to like accidentally know a lot about them because I have close friends who are really into the team. How about right. she who shall not be named? Uh, she's not she doesn't really care into baseball. baseball, no. But but the Nats, I, I for whatever reason keep a close eye on too. I really like Bryce Harper. Um, I like watching him I'm, play. Yeah, I'm really torn with the Nationals because I really like a lot of their players. I love, I love Scherzer. Scherzer. Yeah. I love Harper, and I yeah. love Trey Turner. Yeah. I love the way he plays. That's yeah. like if I was, I was, I always look for these guys. If I was a Major League Baseball player, I would want to be Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of player I would want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I look fat, for players fast, like that. Utility, right. utility, utility guy. The, you're right. I, I, he played did play the outfield. I guess when yeah. he first came up, he's right. a shortstop now. But um, the speed, the on-base percentage, yeah, he, he can hit the ball. Right, yeah. He can hit the ball hard. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like their players, yeah, which I is really too. strange. I just yeah. – I can't – I don't root for them. My, just because you're an O's fan? And, yeah, it's and, just and that whole market. The, the, the proximity. The whole, yeah, right, the yeah. regional rivalry. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, and I would be re- – like, I'm picking them to win, but it's really going to bother me if they win at all. And, 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 and people would say the Nats' best player overall is haven't. Anthony Rendon is, is their yeah, best player overall. Yeah. So, yeah. He's yeah, great hair, too. True. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bryce yeah, Harper has great hair. He yeah, looks like uh, – Rendon sort of looks like Samson or or, um, or someone like that. So, and, it, I mean, with baseball and all the young stars, too. I mean, you had the uh, young Astros team – um, uh, win it all last year, and there's just so many uh, stars in baseball. And, and Josh, you read the uh, Sports Illustrated story that you uh, were remarking on yesterday about the, just the launch angle and, and the way these guys are hitting. Yeah, now, so yeah, it's really fascinating the way Colin and I discussed it a little bit. We probably could have had our own podcast yesterday without you, Greg, and Colin's <laughs> off. Hey, you guys are free. I mean, I'm not, I'm not stopping you from coming in here. Just talking about how much recording. the game has played, yeah. how much the game has changed. And the story that I read in, in Sports Illustrated was this huge, um, was this huge piece by Tom Verducci, who's you know, it was one of the best. Right. And it broke down, you know, lots of lots of technical information about how these guys are changing their swings and why they're doing it. And the fact there's lots of statistics in there and that'll blow your mind. And there's also this, that the game of baseball and, and the technical and the mechanical side of, you know, batting really hasn't changed much over several decades. Um and then suddenly this change has come about in a very short period of time. Like you're seeing teams, uh, you're seeing lots of players that are using this, this uppercut swing because they're worried about launch angle. And in a matter of like three years, that has essentially changed the game. And this is what Colin and I were talking about and how it's because of data and analytics yeah. and the way yeah. technology is and the way that people are able to analyze the sport and the mechanics of of these movements and like colin was saying like you think this is just the, this is the tip of the iceberg you just think changes are going to be coming yeah right I, and left in, I, in these sports not just baseball but. not just baseball all sports it seems with technology and the way the games evolve and at the pace at which they evolve it's it's incredible every three to five years there's a new innovation there's a new statistic yeah. there's a new something that you can do to better the game that will change the game right. yeah right I, i'm not done interrupt you let me, let me just say this real quick on my way in here i looked on twitter and it was a washington post headline it was like 
what pitchers are doing to combat launch angle. Yeah. And I'm like, so that's already happening. Yeah, you know? that's already happening. I, I said this to you yesterday, too. The three-pointers in the NBA, first of all, the three-point shot, which is relatively new when it comes to the, the game of basketball, but the fact that that's all kids want to do now. You don't seven footers don't matter nearly as much as they did five years ago. Ten they're years they're shooting ago, threes. everybody wants to shoot threes. So you see higher scoring games. You see, you know, a lot of the statistics they change. That that will be replaced within the next three to five years. By what I don't know. Will it be circular? Will it you know come back and it be big men again? I don't know. It's the same thing with baseball. You were we were talking about Billy Bean and, and sort of the Oakland A's. And the things that they concentrated on when on they base had percentage. on yeah. base percentage and how that's changed over the years in football. If you had a good running back for, you know, five or ten years, you were going to the Super Bowl. Now it is a completely quarterback-driven league and a wide receiver-driven league. Also, if you had a great defense, too, those things don't really exist. It's These things constantly change. The games that we knew them as years ago, they're gone, and I think some of them are gone forever. I really do. Uh, it's funny because one of the things Launch Angle is doing is it's slowing down. What do you the think? Game. Yeah, I was going to ask it, you it, guys it's, that. It's, it's slowing down the game because guess what guys are doing with the Launch Angle? They're hitting home runs, striking or, out, or they're striking out. So, 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 you, so the ball is not in play nearly as much because right. you have to go through the full strikeout, and you have to with home runs, you have to uh, the guys have to get around the bases. So, as spectators and, for you two guys, how do you how do you feel about the way things have changed in baseball over the last um, since 2015 or so? I'm not excited for the pitch clock or the the mound visits. I th- I don't like. The, what do you think about that? Well, you have I, to speed I, up the game. The games are becoming too long. Yeah, you, you have to do something. I, I'm gonna tell you know what. I'm gonna go the other way on that though, and because I've been to a lot of base, I've been to more baseball games than I would have thought I would have ever been to in my life. Professional baseball games, and I like it. <laughs> you know, like I like so it goes three and a half hours. It goes four hours. I'm mean, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I I do too. I I I appreciate strategy and stuff. It it does linger a little too long for me sometimes. But well, especially when we're on deadline. Selfishly speaking, so I do curse at the TV yeah, right. a lot about baseball, and Greg has been. Right. Pri- privy to that over the last we, we decade. Usually, we usually get a I hate baseball season about less than a month in. We usually get a I it, hate baseball. It doesn't baseball, take long. So, right. Yeah. He doesn't um, care. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he does care, though. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. I can't remember <laughs> what I was saying. Lost track of my, my Yeah. Well, we were uh, – about, about the games, the, the, the length of games and, and how, how they're, they're – uh, do you enjoy them being – I mean, do you have a problem with them being drawn out? I, I, I mean, I, I like I, I like the idea yeah. that they are limiting pinch uh, – uh, Mound visits. mound visits. Yeah. And, and what we reread a story, Greg, the other day, I had it in the paper about um, how, how they're all like, pitching staffs are combating this um, by having catchers and pitchers wearing armbands. I, with, can't, I can't believe this hasn't why, caught on Why earlier. hasn't that happened? Right, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, t- t- 10 years ago. I really think so. I, that's going to, that, that will help speed things up, I think, um, a little bit. And this rule is really going to help speed things up. And it's really going to factor into a lot of uh, games, I think, because you're going to have days where you need to go use up those mound visits and you're screwed at the end of the game when yeah. you are in a crucial situation with your closer and you need to make some sort of adjustment and mm-hmm. so you just can't. You got to do it through signs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to affect the game. The, the thing they're worried about is people aren't aren't watching. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, people I mean, aren't watching anything anymore. Well, yeah, nobody's <laughs> certainly nobody's sitting down to watch a four-hour baseball. Game. Yeah, right. it just doesn't happen. So they're scared to death about the length of these games, and they're, they're they have to do something to, to speed them up. I think so. Nobody's figured out. I mean, that that's a whole other issue. That that goes everywhere, not just sports. It goes, the people don't want to watch. The people don't want to go to games. They don't want to pay the money. You know that that's another thing. People. Well, Let's take a vote. How often do you guys go? Well, okay, Greg goes to a lot of games, obviously, because um, no, he's nature, more – Nature of the job. Nature of the, the job. Sports oh, fan. But yeah. as he f- makes it all up. He Mitch albums it. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh. But as a fan, as, that's, that's as fans here, how often do you attend sporting events a year? Um, uh, Between five to ten, I would like to say, sporting events okay. as fans. I'm probably closer to like – I'm honestly probably closer to five. Five? Yeah. I, I would say five to ten. I, I'm just trying to think. A couple years ago I went to the first-round games of the NCAA tournament in Pittsburgh. I, I always get to two or three Wizards games a year, which I've already done this season. Uh, I'll get to a couple O's games. Yeah, and you uh, work a different schedule, a somewhat different schedule than we yeah. do. So, I mean, I yeah. think if I worked – a more of a day schedule i would probably attend more games yeah but um well, yeah i just don't think i think what well, my point is like greg how many games do you take in as a fan five to ten five yeah. i mean you're not talking work work no. uh five five to ten a year 
Yeah, I mean, I mean I, part of it is our schedule, like, right. like you said, and, and plus, I do want to get away from it uh, from from, yes. time, from time to time. I mean, going all to all these games that I go to through just through work. So it's just so convenient to sit at home and watch the yeah, game now. Yeah, right, with HD TV yeah. and, and everything, and everything's become like Colin says so niche. I mean, you could you could put on every any movie you want through any streaming service, yeah. and you don't even need cable any anymore. Yeah, there are more like you have to go back, and we shouldn't go down this rabbit hole. But I'll just say that you have to go back to the time when there were three networks, or even when we were younger, and there were like maybe twenty. You know. Of the options you had, perhaps the best option that night was Loyola Chicago against Michigan on CBS. You know, like that was it. Now, there's literally, if you have a normal cable television package, there's hundreds of channels. Some people have 800 channels. And then that's in addition to everything on the internet, on Hulu and Netflix. We've we've never had more choice. Yeah. Oh, I remember. We were talking about this last night. I was – we were talking about – I brought in my my Tony Gwynn baseball card collection, which is I have a thick binder of cards of his, and we were talking about different stuff as we look through them. And I think I made the comment that in my entire childhood of being a fan of his, I saw him play less than 10 times. I saw him play baseball less than 10 times, and he was my favorite player. You're on the East Coast, and you didn't have cable growing up. Never, I I never got to see him play, whereas today – I could see him play every night if yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. I could watch every one of his at-bats probably yeah. online in a matter of three yeah, minutes. You could yeah. buy the MLB package for like 80 bucks a season. Yeah. And 80 bucks over five months. I mean, do the math. It's not that It's not that expensive. So, um, so yeah. I mean, it's just everything is at our fingertips now, which which – most people would think is 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 a good thing, um, but but it, but it also could create situations where it just becomes too much. It's too much. Yeah. I agree. I I just had this conversation too because I was talking about concerts real quick because yeah. I don't really go to concerts anymore in the way that I used. To. I just you know you get you get old. You want to go home after work. That's it. So people are getting old. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, plus, plus the in home experience too with with the yeah. tech with the TV technology. People are and, getting uh, old. Breaking news. People, people are, are getting, getting old. old. Yeah. I mean, but but with the TV technology and the home theaters and all the, all the stuff that people have, I mean, you're not plus the expense of it too. I mean, with the tickets. No, I know that's a, that's uh, a thing. That's the expense of that and the inexpense of buying a giant ass television now. Yeah. You can buy a big old TV for like yeah. five hundred bucks. Well, yeah. and, and and for your eight dollars, if you want something to drink, you could get a six pack or you can get one beer. Oh yeah, that's the other thing about going to sporting events for me is when I go to a sporting event. I want to have some beers. Beers are incredibly expensive, but I want to have some beers. <coughs> I also have an incredibly small bladder, so I end up having to go to the bathroom at the stadium like yeah. ten times. Yeah, I end up I missing like it's just it's an inconvenience. Um, I, you know, I would rather be able to be in walking distance to my bathroom at home and the refrigerator where I have another beer. And you've already spent twenty five dollars on parking before you even walk yeah. into the stadium. Now we sound in, really in, in a lot of cases. Oh, parking prices. Yeah. I don't want to pay for parking. Yeah, we, we we walked to school uphill b- both ways <laughs> right. in, in in ten feet of snow. So I did. Uh, before we get to what we're looking forward to, uh, just some quick uh, NFL stuff. I, I guess the big news this week is that Odell Beckham um, um, might might get traded. All smoke yeah. screens. It's all smoke. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. I mean, why, why would the Giants? It doesn't make sen- any sense for them to trade him. <laughs> that's it. They're essentially, they're essentially threatening him. Yeah, that's it. Right, and they it. should. He's. Been, I mean, the video, everything he's done this off season. Yeah, they're saying they're more or less saying get in line yeah. or you you will be gone. And I mean, he won't get in line. He would be a fool. Look, I, Shermer knows what he's doing with offenses. He needs to just cool his jets and stick it out this year and see what Shermer can cook up for him because I think he's gonna if he stays healthy he's gonna have a monster season. Yeah, he anyway. could. Yeah. So well, well, it depends on the quarterback too. I mean, do they stick yeah. with Eli or do they do they? I mean, the, the, yeah. Eli will be their quarterback. But but do they draft Eli's successor? So they, they it seems like they're they could go elsewhere and, and not draft one of these top quarterbacks, even though they have the number two pick, <laughs> a position they're rarely in. So I mean they've never been in a better spot to pick a quarterback, and and, and they might not do it. So. Draft classes with quote unquote great quarterbacks never seem to have great quarterbacks come out of those draft classes. Think of Matt Leinart and Vince Young. That 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 whole that was the big uh, debate when I and when they came out from Texas and USC, neither one of them worked out. And I, d- I know that there were a couple other quarterbacks that year. So I'm, I'm not really looking for a franchise quarterback. Well, I, you, you, I your, your jets have to be comfortable with at least three quarterbacks because they have the number yeah. three pick. So, so yeah. that the, they could potentially wind up with their, their, their third guy. And so I hope they hit the lottery. 
How so, about the Browns? And the Browns, uh, I, I think it, I'm pretty sure it'll be Sam Darnold. What? Um, After all we've heard about Josh Allen this week, or right? Yeah. Whichever one, whichever Josh it is that they've talked Smith? up this week, right? Could yeah. be me. Whoever had the I latest, sling it. whoever had the latest pro day, or whoever we yeah, we remember last. About. So, um, all right, uh, what are we looking forward to this week, uh, gentlemen? Easily, it's got to be Michigan and Loyola. It's got to be. There's no. There's nothing else. Sports-wise, because uh, there's still, I think, two weeks left in the NBA regular season. Things are going to start to get interesting. I, I will give you something to watch with what I'm looking forward to, but but but, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I know what you're so, going to say. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Well, go ahead. That, that, that's no, all. No, no. Loyola, Chicago, uh, Michigan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if Michigan wins, you lose total interest in, in, in Monday's championship game? or um, Maybe. Well, because I have it'll Villanova. Be, it'll, be a pa- it'll be a battle of uh, heavyweights. If, if Villanova wins. plays Michigan, I'd be interested in that. If Michigan plays Kansas, I probably won't be interested. Be- You'll still watch. Yeah. Because you have, what, a financial stake in it? Or, well, I had um, Villanova winning the tournament. Okay. I would just, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, J- Josh? Opening day. Yeah. Looking forward to opening day. Right. Um, right. Even though I've said all I've said about my Orioles, I do still – very much look forward to them starting the season and losing losing <laughs> probably start if you if you if you get above 500 in these first 10 games you better really enjoy I mean, it because yeah <laughs> i mean i say what i said but the spring there's always hope there yes, is yes yes so i i'll start off optimistic and honestly a lot of times they have they do perform they, well in opening right they, they start well they, they, yeah. they've had hot starts i mean yes. trumbo trumbo was hitting home yeah. tons of homers last year right and, and that just, was two years ago uh, he, he was doing that well well but, he, but he, i think he had a decent start last year too before he before he fizzled out but yeah the orioles typically start well and then their pitching staff their their lack of depth on the Trumbo's, staff. Trumbo's hurt though he starts he starts the season on the DL right so. And, and so is Daniel Murphy for the Nats so, mm, so they and they, so they right. can get off to a slow start so I mean god we didn't even talk about I mentioned all all those players for the Nationals he didn't even mention Daniel Murphy who yeah. maybe is the best hitter in baseball yeah, right I know. yeah who's like Tony Gwynn-esque yeah. I mean t- Tony Gwynn uh, light I mean not not maybe not that good but but he's uh in in that vein um, on, on Thursday night uh, uh there the college basketball has will have its slam dunk oh, that's contest. right yeah and uh, Junior Robinson uh, will 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 be in it. A little five foot five Junior Robinson. Are you Robinson. covering it? So we will. It'll be on TV. Are you going to Kyle McFadden it? Uh, Greg's well, going to drive to San Antonio. Yeah, he's right. leaving right now. I bet he. I bet Kyle is. <laughs> he probably <laughs> is. Kyle might be. Uh, so so Junior Robinson. We'll have a story in the paper about it on no, Thursday. Kyle's going to Kyle's going to fly and he's going to put Junior Robinson in his suitcase. That's how Junior's going <laughs> to get right. there. And Junior's going to spring out of his suitcase and, and then ju- and dunk, and, and, dunk. And, and, and then dunk. And he's going to yeah, Kyle's going to Kyle's going to take a suitcase out onto the court and open it up, and Junior Robinson will jump out of it and dunk. And so, so the game, I believe it's on ESPN too. This I dunk was contest. Say, which um, ESPN? I figured well, well, five. One, or... one of the ESPNs. I think it's at nine o'clock on on Thursday night. And uh, Junior will be on my podcast next week uh, yes. to, to, oh. to, to talk about it. So the final oh. the final score podcast. So we'll we'll get his reaction. I'm sure he's going to be a fan favorite just because of his sheer size. That, that that as long as he makes a couple of dunks, I mean, you have to think he's one of the favorites to win it. We so. had him on uncut. Why didn't we put him back on uncut? You're bamboozling, bamboozling. Hey, my well, guests. what about my podcast? What about well, who cares about your podcast? Yeah. You have Stop two podcasts in my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I, so I, so Thursday night, uh, ESPN two, I believe, nine o'clock, the college, college basketball slam dunk contest. Junior Robinson, he'll be here next week to talk about it. And guess what? We'll be back next week to talk about more stuff too. So I'm, I'm can't pro- wait. Will we? Uh, but will we? I'm sure everyone's looking forward to that. So, I, oh, by everyone you mean the three people in this room. Yeah. So until then, folks, we will see you next week on just another sports podcast. <laughs>